hope you're going to build a business. Know it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 2 Percenter Show, the real-time, real talk of the journey in business. What's up, Jay? What's going on, Bobby? Real talk, real life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, today um, we want to talk to you guys about um, a book that really just hit us hard, I guess, in our journey in business going back a few years ago. Oh. Yeah, probably like, what, over 10 years ago? Over 15 book. years ago. Over 15? Wow, it's been that long. Yeah, so um, the, the book is titled The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It's short for basically the entrepreneurial myth, right? The e-myth, what I guess what, what most small businesses do wrong is what it covers about. I mean, any business will do wrong, whether it's small or big. I mean, because they all start out the same. They all start out small. There's no business that starts out big. You know what I mean? But this book, I'm saying, probably is one of the holy grail when it comes to business. When we read this book and we heard this, this thing blew my mind because I was like, holy crap. I see a lot of the mistakes we were making. We saw a video too. We saw it on you know YouTube, the a short clip video of the book. You can search that on YouTube too. Like they they kind of summarized the book in a couple YouTube couple hours YouTube video, but it's like the holy grail of starting a business and what you should know to start it. Now, what I mean by what you should know is like not like the steps on how to build it individually. It's the concept, the mindset, because he goes over. Basically, he tells you what the e-myth is. Most people want to start a business because they want to get rid of their job. They want, they hate their job. They don't want to work in their job. And they say, well, if I don't want to work in a job no more, I guess I have to have a business. Or they're really good at their job. Let's say they're good, you know, like an electrician or something like that or, or, or something like that. They're good at a technical work of something, a graphic designer. They're really good at doing graphic design for a company. They say, well, you know what? Why should I do that for this company what I could do for myself and he goes into the trap and he tells you right up front what the trap is for that kind of person so today it goes out for the young entrepreneur that wants to start a business this is the mindset to start off if you haven't done anything yet or you're just just in the beginning or for our other listeners that have established business small businesses maybe it's just them in the business or they're doing something that's maybe a couple years old and it's just them and they can't grow any bigger this is probably going to get you there. And I, I implore you, read this book, watch the video on it, however you can get it, digest this thing because this thing is gold. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things he talks about may be a little dated, but here's the crazy part. It still transitions to today. Yeah. You know, like maybe some of the stats and examples he gives on there may be a little different because when the book was written and some of the examples he used, you know, he uses uh, guys like, I, you know, IBM as a company, as an example. McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's, you know, which today's world you know those are big companies you know but he goes on what the thinking was of the founders of these companies and what they had to do to get to that point yeah if you search it on youtube and you see a video that looks really old watch it that's the one like it doesn't we'll put it in the in the description and link maybe we'll link it up somehow but even though it looks old and like why would i watch this old video he's giving you the nuggets like the key nuggets right you can say apply the same thing today because it doesn't change yeah, so just to give you some perspective on, on what you're going to face if you're going to start your own business, this is according to the Census Bureau Annual Survey of Entrepreneurs. There's 
about 30.2 million businesses, small businesses, mind you, with about 5.9 million and a half fewer than 500 workers. And this is an upward trend from when he made it, right? It was a, such a lower number when he made that video. Yeah, when, when that he, he made that video so long ago, he said, what, like 10 million or something like something this? Something like that, you know? And, and the thing is, is that the upward trend of people going into business for themselves is constant in the greatest country in the world, sure, that you're going to see that happening, you know? Because that's how our country is run our countries right. run off of small businesses not big businesses right. like look at the number you just said 30.8 what million 30.2 million 30.2 million businesses small but businesses. out of that 30 5.9 employees of 500 yeah, or what 500 less? or so yeah so that's telling you right there our economies run on small businesses that these businesses have less than 500 employees in it yeah so one of the things we'll talk about, not in this show, but the next show, is like, it's great to be in business because our whole economy is built on businesses. Whether you want to be a huge company with more than 500 employees or less, you are you are the backbone of, of the United States economy. And we're going to talk about like how what, he, what Gerber talks about. This is the reason why there's only 5.9 million that have less than 500 employees out of that 30. That's crazy. Yeah, because basically 9 out of 10 businesses fail. You know, that's yeah. a stat that a lot of people don't really keep in mind. Don't be scared but, of it. And don't be scared of it because the thing is, is uh, people don't know the reason why. Mm-hmm. And that's where he gets into it um, about, you know, why there's so much failure in American business if the most of the economy relies on it. Problem is, is that that person that wants to start that business, he labels as the technician, the person that knows how to do that work. You know, for example, you are a great hairstylist, so you go out and start your own hairstyling business you know like you you, you're working in a salon or something and you do great hair or do great makeup or whatever and then you go out and start it on your own um or you know you're working in in a financial firm (laughs) right yeah you're selling like you know financial products and services for a big company but then you realize i'm pretty good let me go start my own you know my own business uh and and the list could go on and on and on you know like you could be you know a great athlete and go start your own coaching business on and on and on but the reality is what you did was you created a job for yourself Mm -hmm. and that's the trap that he is warning aspiring entrepreneurs that if you're going to start a business you need to start it with the right mindset you he says you got to start it where you already see a picture of what it's already going to look like you have to picture what it's going to be in the end so let's say like the example you use jay uh someone who's like a hairstylist right let's say you have a young lady she's a hairstylist and she's works in a place now and she's probably one of the best ones there so she realizes why am i giving a cut of my work to this salon that's housing me now i'm gonna go start my own because i'm the best in here that makes sense right right you would think that would be logical sense yeah i'm gonna do my own because now i get to keep all the profits right makes sense here's what he's talking about so now you take this young lady who can cut hair better than anyone and she opens up a business, and in her mindset, she's thinking because she's such a great technician, be- meaning that she's so good at cutting hair or styling hair, that people are going to come to her, and she's going to build a sustainable business. Now, can that happen? Yes, because of word of mouth and how good she does. But here's the trap. This is what he says. She just built a prison for herself. She built a job for herself because if she's not cutting hair, no money. Mm-hmm. She gets hurt and she can't use her hands. No money. She wants to take a vacation. No money during that time taking vacation. Right? None of it. She has to be working that 
job that she created herself. Yes, she's taking all the profits. Yes, she's taking everything. But guess what? She has less time off than she did when she was working for yeah. the other place. Right. Because now, she, if she takes off, she still has to pay the rent. She still has to pay for her place. She has to pay for all the expenses she wasn't paying for before. And yeah, that's not even to mention, like, marketing and, no. and getting people new clients in, let alone, you know, servicing your existing clients and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, that's a prison. That's not what a business is. And that's one of the traps he said that why people either fail or they stop their business or they quit is because they came with that mentality. Like, for example... Nine out of ten times, that lady, that woman, that young girl who has that skill designing hair and cutting hair doesn't know anything about business itself. The money for the business, how to keep the books going, how to market it, anything, how to treat employees if she decides to get employees. None of it. She probably has no idea how that works, and that's going to be the demise because no matter how good she cuts that hair or styles it, if those customers aren't coming in, she got nothing. Or if she gets too tired, she has nothing. So when he talks about... The e-myth is you getting rid of your job to create another job. That's not what business is. That's not what we got into business. That's not what the two percenters want to do. And the two percenters want to do what Gerber said. He says, you build a business that works without you. It's going to keep running whether you're there or not. i give you an example. If we're talking about the young lady cutting hair, what about supercuts? Yes, it's not the same. Yes, they don't, uh, they're not going to be the same quality. But guess what? Whoever owns supercuts has a better quality of life than she does because they got massive amounts of all over the place, every state, cutting hair 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, whatever the case may be. Whoever started that company, they're not there doing it. They got other people doing it. Right. So basically, the the e-myth is pointing out that flaw that you don't want to start a business as the technician. What you want to do is be the entrepreneur, in his words, is and an inventor of a business that works. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur, and this is why entrepreneurship is very tough, you know, and a lot of even entrepreneurs that have arrived at such a high level point this out that it's not an easy thing. It's not a walk in the park. It's not a piece of cake because we, you are inventing. That's exactly what you're doing when you create a business that works. You're inventing the company, the logo. You're inventing everything, and you're doing it from a perspective as when he says you want to start out with it already in mind completed. So basically, in other words, you're working backwards now. You know, correct. And and what you're doing is you're growing the company through building systems, different systems. Like and 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 that's another talk we'll have, you know, in more detail. But there's systems in every business. Like there's hard systems, soft systems, communication systems, and on and on and on. Which is what the technician does not go into business thinking about. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about most likely just getting a quick sale, quick clients, and staying in business that way. They don't have time to actually design a business that works because their vision of what they thought a business was that it relied all on them. Correct. So let me let me talk about this, Jay. We're basically talking about two different people. So let's use the example first, the start out person, the person who's just starting on their business. Because the second one, Jay, I want to talk about is the person who already has a business and they have already, but it's small and it can't grow. It can't scale. So the first person, they're brand new, they're young in the game or, or old in the game, doesn't matter, they started. They're going in there saying, I can do X, Y, and Z. I'm a technician in this area. They start out that business. And one of the mistakes that uh, we've made in the past, and we thought it was a detriment, but it was actually a a plus, but we didn't use it that way. In our last show, we talked about having a job, right? Uh, Yes, I don't want to have a job. People don't want to be in a job forever. And a business is the way out of it. But now I start out this business because I want to get rid of this job. And guess what I do? I just cut the job out automatically. So I can cut hair really well. I know it. 
I've been working in this job for five years, two years, or whatever the case, I could do it better than my boss can do it. Let me go start my own business. And I quit that job to go right into the business and cutting hair. Which, by the way, folks, that, that's actually a mistake that we both committed. Oh, my God. Did we make <laughs> that mistake big time? Big time. Big time. I was so gung-ho because I was good at what I was doing. I was good. Basically, what I was good at was selling. <laughs> and I took that, that selling, what, what does he call it again? That, that being a technician. Mm-hmm. And I took it as being, oh, I'm, a good, I'm good in business. Two different things. That's why businesses have sales departments. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the salespeople sell whatever the product is. They're not in the back doing the human resources, taking, making sure we get the right people recruited into here because they're two different animals. Right. So I quit this job. This person quits his job to cut hair. Now he cuts off or he or she cuts off all their income source to start a business that's going to cost them income. And the one place that we, we found out that you don't want to be is where all your money that's coming is relying on the next sale. Like where you, if you don't sell, you don't eat. You don't sell, you don't eat. That pressure is so big, most people don't get by it. They can't get over it. Not to say, hey, if you've done that out there and you say, hey, I quit my job and I started making, you know, doing whatever and I made, great. More power to More you. More power <laughs> to you. 98% of people, it's not going to happen. Right. The good thing about being young and doing this, you could survive on nothing. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to get away for a little bit where you're surviving on the money you're making from your business itself. But why do that? Why would you have to do it? With technology now and, and in the inner, you can market yourself. You can do it on top of your job. Right. So like Gary Vio talks about hustle, hustle, work hard, work hard. Yeah, but you got to be smart about it too. So what if you're cutting hair in your job? Hey, the day's off. There's no days off anymore. Now you're cutting hair on your own and you're building a rep on your own and you're seeing clients on your own. <laughs> And you're bringing them in and you're saving that money to continue on so you can leave your job. You just don't go gung-ho into it and say, hey, I'm a technician. I'm the best. I'm going to go dump this and go over here. <laughs> Done. Like, it's it's too hard to do. You don't want to be in that position where everything you have to do is sell. Because what happens to the technician, and this is why the business doesn't grow, and now this leads into our other people that we're speaking to. You have a small business. It's just you, maybe you and a couple employees. Why doesn't your business grow? Because you want the control of everything and you put yourself in a position where you don't allow it to grow. You think that someone else can't do it as good as you because you could cut hair. Yes, maybe they can't cut hair as good as you. But what Michael Gerber is talking about is you creating a business that works without you. Why can't you take your skills, cutting hair, selling financial services, um, dog walking, whatever the case may be, and teach it to a bunch of people? And teach them to do it just like you do. And you can help them get into that business. You get them into your salon and get them cutting hair for you. And guess what? You treat them as if they're going to own their own. You get the best ones in there. You keep empowering them. Get them early. Because you don't, you think that, why would I do that when they're going to take away from my business? No. Because you know why? When you did that, guess what you became? The supercuts. Now you have multiple outlets everywhere. And you're not just a technician doing that. So for the young ones going out, if you can, have another source of income coming in to help you with the business. Don't go and have it all laid out on the floor and say, hey, I'm just going to do all my business all at once and make no money. If you could do that, awesome. You have support like that, go for it, especially if you're young. <laughs> if your mom and dad are, are, are paying the way, use that because I wish I could still do that. But if you're not and you're in your business and you're surviving and you say, if I don't work my business, I'm not going to make any money. You need to start changing that mindset and Gerber your mind and think, hey, I need to start figuring out how other people can do this for me 
when I'm not here. Right. So you want to start putting a, a plan in place on how you can leverage other people's time, basically mm. employees, yeah. right, and technology, and basically develop a system. And this is the thing that really hit me hard about that book is you develop a system that works, basically that relies on the system only and not the actual people in it. You know, so for those of you that are not growing a business, because, again, you're relying on your skills or your way of doing business, you can't even separate yourself from it. You think that without you, the business is not going to work. Well, that's exactly what you get, because if you go in there thinking that I am my business, it won't work without me. I got to be there and make sure everything is running. I got to turn on the lights, you know, open up the store, open up, you know, the office for making sure that everyone gets there on time. Like you, you're basically are the business there is no system in place other than what chaotic system you may have that doesn't afford you the, the, the time to be able to do other things you know he quoted ray Kroc, the founder of mcdonald's and when i say founder i mean the the true founder because you know mcdonald's had two other founders before that the McDonald's who, brothers. Were, who were the technicians they were actually cooking the burgers and doing all that stuff and making that happen but Ray Kroc was the one that took it to the level of what McDonald's is now, where he was the entrepreneur. He had a vision because he saw, all right, these guys have a little system in place on how to pump out food faster than other people. But he saw that as a big, big system, a big business all across the country and was able to then act on that. You know, and that's that's another thing. It's like it's great to have a vision. It's great to have a plan. I have many of those, mm -hmm. but it's Tons. about executing. It's about going after that plan and, and making it happen. Because what he said, the uh, system is the solution, you know, and even the company you worked for before, um, Bobby, like AT&T said that as well. Yeah. You know, the system is a solution and not the people, not the products, you know, it's not the economy or interest rates or things like that. It's a system that you created for yourself. And if you think about it, it's all about habits. It's all about developing different ways of looking at your daily schedule. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Now, when we talk about like owning your own business, let's say you're a photographer and you always want to be a photographer. Now, if your goal in life is to not work a job and you can make enough money for yourself to live the lifestyle that you want, taking pictures, weddings, this, that, whatever, anything, anything you want, go for it. There's nothing wrong with actually being a technician. Right, it's like, hey, I make a hundred grand a year. I'm a photographer. And me and my two other people, and we and we go out every week, every month, and we do photography. Yeah, my photographer actually does that. You know, my family, the one that takes my family pictures. You know, usually every Christmas. And, every and she loves season. it, right? She loves it. You know, she's got her own studio. It's really her and maybe a little assistant. But I will tell you this: she does have a little bit of a system in place where she's not stressed out. She's not. She doesn't have to make sales to put food on the table. She's she's got it to a point where. She's not a multimillionaire. And sure, she comes from a, a dual household income, so her husband makes a decent income. Another thing that a, a lot of people don't keep in mind is when they see entrepreneurs or when they see a business person go all out, they don't really keep in perspective what the background is. So I know in her case, they flipped their house. They made a very good profit off of it. And even our one of our other mentors, too, in, in, in the finance industry, did the same thing at the height of the market. So they had extra cash laying around. And they didn't have to stress out about putting food on the table and having to go make a sale. You know, she was able to take more. And I don't want to say more time. I think it, she would just be she was able to plan it out better strategically. So she wouldn't have to be in that situation of feeling if I don't sell, I don't eat. You know what I mean? Does she have people working for her? She has an assistant. But here's the thing. She leverages technology a lot.